Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Zachary Gio. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome back to Collateral Gaming, folks, the only video game podcast that matters, where we talk good games, bad games, and every game in between. Um, While Ash takes a fire hit, we are preparing for part two of our Metroid Fusion extravaganza. In the first episode, Ash and I talked a lot about Metroid Fusion. Uh, We're coming back about a week later to kind of reconvene and keep hashing out these beautiful ideas from this beautiful little 2002 title. Or is it 2003? Because it came out with Prime, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Two thousand, right. it came out like days a, a day apart from Prime. Oh, such a beautiful combination! I know. But, um, after yeah, so long, last... go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. After the after the last episode, we just basically talked a lot about the story, a lot about the gameplay elements, and today we're gonna dig into the extra stuff, everything that we didn't touch on, the power ups, the traversal, the maps, the bosses, everything that we really liked. And if you stick with us over the next week or so, we're going to be dropping a bonus round episode talking about our top five Metroid battles or encounters. And then Ash and I are going to dive into the evil that is Nintendo's creation of Metroid (laughs) Other M back in 2011. One of the saddest creations in history. But but it's okay, because Ash and I still love Metroid all the same, and they revitalized it with Return of Samus, or Samus Returns, excuse me, on the 3DS, which is what I'm working on now. But I'm excited to jump back into this. Uh, it's been a minute since we've convened, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, dude, it has been a minute. Um, shit, I'm, I'm doing all right. Just we're going to hell a lot of overtime at my job. and um, But I have been playing a ton of uh, Metroid recently. I actually beat Samus Returns 100% recently, which was good. I finally finished that game. And then uh, played another M, of course, in, in preparation for our bonus round. Beat that again 100%. I'm working on Super Metroid actually now because I've never I... beat Me- Super Metroid all the way. Super Metroid um, is arguably one of the hardest Metroid games aside yeah. from the original. Super Metroid's really hard, and they add elements to that game that basically consists of your own personal abilities causing you damage. One of my favorite abilities in the entire series is the speed booster in the Shine Spark. The ability to basically double or triple your speed by going in the same direction for a period of time. And once you're running at full speed, you can stop and launch yourself as Samus with a move called the Shine Spark, which is where you stop while speed boosting and you crouch and you press A or whatever you're playing on, you know, Z if you're playing on Visual Boy Advance, and you <laughs> launch yourself and you go flying. 
on Super in Super Metroid, it when drains your, your health. Spark, it drains your health. If yeah. you go like 150 meters, you're gonna say goodbye to two energy tanks, probably. Yeah, which sucks because it drains your health really fast because Samus is moving extremely fast, and apparently that kind of velocity wasn't. It was too much for Super Metroid Samus. So she was like, "I can do this, but it sucks." Yes, I know. <laughs> um, that, that's one of the things that I I don't enjoy about Super Metroid, and and the physics are a little floaty. And I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, but the controls just they're they're a little bit off. There there's not quite the precision that I'm looking for. Like when I play, for instance, Metroid Fusion or, or Zero Mission, I think that the controls are responsive as fuck and they feel great. Um, yeah. Super Metroid, it it takes a little bit of work to master it. Of course you can. Once you understand the game's physics, it's possible to to pull things off, but I, I know space jumping is quite a bit more difficult. Um, if you mess up the timing, then Samus falls, and then there's no way to recover from that. So I, I would I would definitely like to see Super Metroid get uh, kind of an enhanced port or remake, you know, in oh, the man. near future because the game really needs it. The controls are are probably the only thing that are that's bringing it down. Um, well, you're right for me anyway. Same, you're right, but at the same time, the clunkiness in those controls kind of adds to the overall feel of the game. You know, it feels, it feels like it's a challenge. You know, there's a lot of parts in, okay, forgive me for saying this, but Ash, you and I have been playing a game since we were kids. And so we've been playing fusion. We've played prime. We've played the whole trilogy. We've played Samus returns. We've played other M. And so we have seen just about every kind of Metroid story that Nintendo can throw at us. However, what we haven't really been faced with is sheer difficulty. Not even when I went through all three Prime games 100% on Veteran or Hyper Mode did I ever really have a problem with the difficulty. I just kind of pushed through and and did it. Super Metroid is the first game where I continuously got clapped at the beginning just because it's so hard (laughs) to perfectly control Samus. And honestly, that's a kind of good segue into Fusion because Fusion was the next... 2D Metroid that was produced after Fusion or after Fusion after Super Metroid. Right. So what kind of enhancements did they make with this game other than just the movement and the way Samus feels that really enhanced the experience for you? What is something that Fusion did beautifully that Super Metroid missed the mark on? Because we know that Super Metroid really kind of unearthed a lot of cool abilities for Samus. Like that's the first time you get the speed booster. That's the first time you're able to use like a scan visor and pulse the area yeah. which it, it's really cool that they implemented that stuff, but sometimes it adds a level of difficulty to the exploration and the game itself that kind of just causes mixed emotions in a lot of players. What for, do you think? For me, the controls. I mean, I know you're saying, like, yeah, the, the, clunky, the clunky physics do kind of add to the game's charm and value, which I, I can buy, but... The one thing I, I intensely dislike about Super Metroid is having to press select several times just to cycle through yeah. every single yeah. item in the game. Um, that's annoying. It doesn't, it, you know, I love how uh, Metroid Fusion added the trigger for missiles and for yeah. pa- and for power bombs. I mean, that was an instant upgrade. In fact, Fusion seems to honestly, due to the Game Boy Advance's limitations, actually designed itself to make use of stackable power-ups. So in this game, the super missiles aren't even selectable. They're uh, just they're simply an uh, an improvement over an up- upgrade to the standard missiles. But I, but I do think that Metroid Fusion streamlined the controls quite a bit, and I feel like Zero Mission even kind of masters that you know to a little bit higher oh, degree. 
Oh yeah, 100% on board with you there. Metroid Fusion, uh, Metroid Fusion, God, lead, I cannot get my Metroid <laughs> games right today. Zero Mission took the smoothness that Fusion brought to the series and added depth and precision to it. Yes. So it's a lot smoother to play Fusion when you've come from Super Metroid, but when you play Zero Mission, not only does Samus feel like four times faster in Zero Mission, but it's so easy to execute her maneuvers. And so it's a lot easier to avoid enemies in, on Planet Zebus, and it's a lot easier to, you know, do fights. It's a lot easier to bomb jump. It's so much easier to bomb jump in Zero Mission than it is in Fusion. You can't infinite bomb jump in Fusion, actually. they It's specifically yep. uh, programmed so that you can't sequence break. So Metroid Fusion is one of the games in the series that is actually, and, and this is where Zero Mission kind of has an improvement in some ways for players that enjoy this sort of thing, but um, yeah, Fusion has no sequence breaking whatsoever, whereas Zero Mission was actually designed with uh, sequence breaking in mind. But as we said earlier, Fusion thri thrives on its linearity. Its linearity is what gives the game the focus mm -hmm. that it has. And that's why it's such a good counterpart to Zero Mission, which is more like the traditional Metroid game that you're used to, whereas Fusion is something a little bit different. And so playing that, uh, and even comparing it to Prime as well, which is a game that, despite taking the game to three dimensions and, and plays overall differently than Metroid games, is, is closer to the traditional Metroid tone and style of gameplay. Um, Fusion is something that is new. It, it, it emulates the same play style, but although, albeit streamlined from Super Metroid, but it it does something different that no other Metroid game has ever done. And I feel like Other M was kind of trying to to capitalize on that. Other M feels a lot like Fusion in a lot of ways. I mean, they even straight up copied the the uh, the level structure, you know? Mm-hmm. And some of the bosses, too. Like, I mean, your picture right now is the Nightmare Fight from Sector 5. The yeah. Nightmare Fight, you fight him in Sector 1, I think, or Sector 2 on Metroid Other M towards the end of the game? Sector 2, yeah, the other, the other cold area. Yeah, it's a it's a good fight too. It's a really it's a really awesome boss. But Metroid Other M kind of hit the mark or missed the mark because they lack in efficient storytelling. That's one thing about Fusion that I love more than any other uh, Metroid game besides Prime is the story. Throughout the whole time, um, Prime Prime gets its structure from isolation and being on your own and kind of figuring everything out. Right. Fusion doesn't do that. Fusion, I, I feel like they did a really good job with packaging these two games a day apart because one game allows you to rely completely on yourself while searching for your upgrades and whatever items you need for your suit, while Fusion takes that element and perfectly executes it. Fusion is the only Metroid game that properly and with perfect sense tells the story of how Samus lost her equipment, tells the story of how Samus is going to get it back, and you rely on a computer system that Samus has named Adam, because the computer reminds her of Adam, to get mm -hmm. you through the story, to get you through the levels, and to get you your new stuff. Every bit of it makes sense. And that's the thing I love most about Fusion. I will say it again. Fusion is the only game that perfectly and accurately describes why Samus lost her abilities, how Samus lost her abilities and how you get them back. Because in Prime, you're on the Space Pirate Frigate, and you get blown back by an electrical explosion. Yeah. When you're fighting enemies, let's be honest, Samus takes a hell of a lot more damage than that. And right. you don't lose anything, but she gets thrown into one wall, and she loses all her stuff? That's so... The combination of the electricity and stuff. I don't know. You're right, though. It, she's, she's taking hits like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like in Fusion, when you go up against the SAX, 
man, if you don't know how to play this game, she's going to flatten you like a pancake. Yes. And it's it's just... Well, you avoid it's, the SAX. That's the point. Exactly. The SAX is a is a is a encounter that's designed to, uh, once again, instill fear in you. Go ahead. Yep. No, no, it's good, man. We're just kind of going off on our own little tangents here. I yeah. will adamantly say that Metroid Fusion does these things perfectly. It instills fear in the player. It explains everything. The story is immaculately done, and that's something that shines brightly about. Fusion. I love Zero Mission Story. It's basically just a remake of the original game with Chozodia added at the end of it. I mm-hmm. love Prime Story. You're basically hunting Ridley and takes you to Talon 4 and you discover that there's Phazon and you have to... That, that whole process starts of you eliminating Phazon from the galaxy and that story is really well told, but Fusion is the only game where in and of itself is more than enough. Now don't yeah. get me wrong, Metroid Prime is one of the best video games of all time in my opinion, but it doesn't explain everything outright. And it leaves some holes that the trilogy fills, but Metroid Fusion by itself is probably the best standalone Metroid title because of the way the story impacts the player, the way you progress, the linearity, the terrifying fear that settles in your body when you encounter the SAX or a new boss that you've never seen before. And when you kill these bosses, they've been taken over by X-Parasites, so you know what's affecting them. You know that once you beat that boss, that X-Core will be absorbed and you get your stuff back. It's a beautiful, perfect hand-in-hand explanation. And that's why Fusion is a game that is so replayable to me because even though it's one set path and one set storyline, line you can experience it in different ways and i love that oh yeah i was gonna say that uh as, as far as the replayability goes i played the, through this game three times recently at 100 percent, and i was never bored of it you know i just kept replaying and replaying the game because i i wanted to get prepared for this podcast i didn't want to play anything else in between and we started talking about it so <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the last time I played this game all the way through at 100% was probably a couple of years ago, but I've played through this game so many times that I could probably just, you know, I could sit around a campfire with a bunch of kids and the President of the United States and tell them a story. That's the whole game. But, yeah, you already know. It's just, if you haven't played Metroid Fusion, you really need to, especially if you're a fan of the Metroid series, because this game this game perfectly describes how Samus is. She has some dialogue, and so you get bits and pieces of her character while also not outing her as a weakling like they kind of did in Metroid Other M. Yeah. Because Metroid Other M is a game that basically prefaces Fusion, right? Right. It's the prequel to to Fusion, and and it occurs right before that. Right after Super Metroid. And right after Super Metroid. In fact, the, uh, the boss battle, the final boss battle from Super Metroid is reenacted in the game's opening cutscene. It is a, so be- we... a beautiful game, by the way. Go ahead. It is. It is. It absolutely is. Why don't we talk about the timeline and where it sits here? Because as... Okay, so Super Metroid came out back in like 2003, a yeah. day after Metroid Prime. But Metroid Fusion... Did I say Super Metroid or Metroid Fusion? You said, but you said Super Metroid takes place... Yeah, yeah, you said Super Metroid. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so Metroid Fusion came out a day after uh, Metroid Prime did. But right now, what we've got is Metroid Fusion is the... My body is failing. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Metroid Fusion is the latest installment in the series so far from everything that we've gotten yeah. from 1987 or 1986, excuse me, all the way to 2021. Metroid Fusion is still the most recent installment in the series. It's the latest chronologically, yeah. And we have ta- seen no game that takes place after Fusion. And it in- ends on an in- interesting point because Samus is actually a rogue of the Galactic Federation at this mm-hmm. point. You know, she's an enemy of the state following her actions at the end of Fusion. She even muses on that. She's like, I don't know, you know, what's the hold. So I would love to see where the game goes in the future where, like, you know, maybe Samus is on some remote planet outside of the Federation's reach because she has nowhere else to go. And you could have Samus exploring this new planet that is just completely out of bounds from um, the space that she normally knows. (laughs) But she's got all of her stuff. She's at full power. That's what I'm saying. She's got the Omega Fusion suit, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need to start a sequel to this game at full power. I don't know how exactly we would lose our abilities because it's a Metroid game. Something would happen. What if something we- new was explored in, a, in this Metroid game, okay? Rather than Samus regaining all of the abilities that she already has, again, because every Metroid game it seems to be that she always require, reacquires the same abilities. What if we had her explore new abilities from this distant... You know, because the Chozo, this is probably a planet that hasn't been touched by the Chozo. This is like way out of bounds of, you know, anything that Samus has ever been aware of. So, and maybe some exactly. of her technology doesn't work. Ooh, and that's, that's why, a good point. yeah, maybe, maybe that allows her for some of her abilities to be suppressed. So we don't start with her shine sparking and power bombing, but, <laughs> but, you know, and, and then introduce like, like Echoes did. Where, with new abilities. Yeah. That's one thing I love about Echoes is that it actually introduces new abilities to Samus rather than trying to redo some of the abilities like in every other Metroid game, you know? You're right. And another thing they could incorporate, let's say they took with Metroid Prime 4, this 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 game that they've been hinting on, what if they took that and continued the story with this? You don't have to just get new abilities. What if you find new ways to combine your current abilities? Like, I've always wondered why you can't um, why you can't like lock on and use like a super missile feature while you're grappling? Like, imagine using a grapple beam and locking on and having the ability to combine your grapple beam with your missiles. I mean, in Prime you can. Um, in Prime you can. Oh no, I see what you're saying. Like, you grab an enemy with a grapple beam and then just shoot a missile at them almost point blank. That mm-hmm. that would be cool. That'd be dope. Like they could really retractor. chain together. You know, I like what uh, Other M kind of did with with the melee to a bit. It just could be so much more expanded on and how Samus returns. Yeah, the sense moves didn't really work too well. But imagine, imagine. Okay, so you know what uh, corruption did, right? Where it took the nunchuck and allowed you to like sh- uh, like bash with it and like rip off stuff with the grapple beam. Yeah. What if they added grapple a lasso. melee feature to a first-person 3D Metroid where you could literally grapple an enemy, pull them in, and punch them in the face? Oh, that would look and so like, badass. And the Switch could do it because the Joy Cons, the Joy Cons are literally specifically designed for that enhanced type of movement which is why we're getting skyward sword hd now we have a chance to both utilize the motion controls the way they were meant to be utilized and we have a way to use button controls or joystick controls that fit the player's liking why couldn't we utilize that to create a kick-ass melee system for samus like 
Yeah. Well, that, I, I'm guessing that within like the next five or ten years, they're going to create some full body VR experience. And I don't understand. I don't see why Nintendo wouldn't jump on that. Dude, Imagine Metroid VR body. would be badass. Exactly, exactly. Because it's already first person. Yeah. And they've already. Dude, you would have full access to Samus's heads up display like you could literally call like there's head pieces in your ears that are just like where you can hear adam talking to you <laughs> you know how awesome that would be that would and be Nintendo badass could dude seriously capitalize on this holy shit we're just full of ideas today you know what? i just thought of something too okay just just lay in the middle me, of this daddy <laughs> <laughs> um so I had uh, so I'm thinking if Metroid Prime Four takes place after Fusion and it's this game that I'm talking about that's a sequel, but they still want to connect it to the overall Metroid Prime trilogy because remember the Prime trilogy is so named because it actually all has to do with Metroid Prime, right? Yeah. And and it's kind of this phase on mini saga. What if this planet out in the you know out beyond the the galaxy? actually also has Phazon, because we know that Phazon was cleared out of the galaxy, right? We know that Samus found the source of Phazon in the galaxy, and, and all, it all was eliminated, but what if we reintroduce the Phazon subplot by saying that this, this uh, planet that's outside of the galaxy, you, maybe Samus accesses via wormhole or something... I, I could see how they would do that, but at the same time, I want them to come up with a new problem. For a yeah. 3D adventure, like Phazon is really cool, but they kind of did everything they really could with it. I mean, from Metroid Prime, you're susceptible to it until you get the Phazon suit, and then you're susceptible again once you're in the Impact Crater because there's a new level of radioactive Phazon that damages you. Okay, what if what if there's a new Metroid Prime then? That way, it still connects with the title. <sighs> like this planet has its own Metroid Prime. But that would still be recycling old ideas. I want yeah, I want them true. to... I mean, it would be a cool idea, and I would play the absolute hell out of it if it came out. But let's be honest here. The Metroid franchise is a franchise that is slowly dying. Let's be honest. Because they release a new title maybe like once every five or six years. And yeah. even then, it might not be a new title. Because Samus Returns isn't a new title. It's a, a revamp of the... It's a remake. Well, it's not necessarily a remake. It's a reimagining of the original Return of Samus game because it's the same... In the same way that Zero Mission is a, a remake or reimagining of the original Metroid game. But to, to, to be fair, Nintendo released Samus Returns as something to hold players over until Prime 4. Yeah. And that, that actually was said to be the case. When they but they released the Samus Returns in 2017. It's 2021. It's been four years. We need we something need... else to hold us over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, give us a reimagining of Fusion. Give us a reimagining of Prime. Can you imagine a remaster of Metroid Prime on the Switch? Yeah, the, the games don't need to be the games don't need to be remade necessarily. I think they just need to be remastered. Um, and just re-release the Prime Trilogy on Switch as the Prime Trilogy HD. Give them the, the same treatment that Nintendo gave Wind Waker or Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, right? An HD remaster brother, of the games. You better hold your ground, brother. When I say, don't say Metroid Prime Trilogy HD because they'll pull that same shit that they did with Twilight Princess and that they're about to pull with Skyward Sword. <laughs> I want a full remaster. I want to look at Phazon in 4K. I want to look... If they remaster Metroid Prime, I want to be I want to be terrified when Thardis appears. 
I yeah. want to be scared in that snow dome fighting him for the spider ball. I want to physically feel myself shaking when the Omega Pirate breaks out of that container and you have to start fighting him when he starts calling in all the first encounter with the Metroids in the labs in the Fendrana Drifts. Yeah. I want that to be the most spectacular high definition. I want it to Dude. look like Red Dead Redemption 2, but it's Metroid. That is also one of the most like the best uh scenes in the Metroid series that uh, instill fear in the player. That whole Fendrana Drifts research station with the space pirates section and then yes. and then seeing Metroids for the first time. You know, I just love, if you just break down that scene, okay, I mean, you travel through the enemy's territory, which is already really tense. You're on, you're on their ground, right? It's a little scary. I remember playing for the first time, you know, I was terrified. And then, you know, and once... they're looking for you, too, because like, they looking... have scan data everywhere that's like, beware, the hunter is among us. And th that stuff is terrifying to read, because you're like, yeah, I'm badass, but they know I'm here, and there's a lot of them, and only one of me. <laughs> yes. And for the first time, you see a Metroid. Mm -hmm. You know, and it breaks out of its cage. You scan it, and then it breaks out of its cage as soon as you scan it. And the game is designed to work that way. And then after you beat the Metroid, then a space pirate comes through, you know, and then you head over to the next room where you get the thermal visor, and you complete mm -hmm. the puzzle, and then the lights go out. Mm. And suddenly <laughs> you have to use this new thermal visor to actually see around you, and, and then Metroids the start... All of the Metroids. Out. Yeah, yes. dude. Oh, God, Metroid Prime is so good, man. It's so good. Imagine if they had done something of the Nightmare Fight in Prime to kind of coincide with the Nightmare Fight in Fusion. That would be... What if they had, like, linked... What if they had, like, linked Fusion and Prime together other than the actual Fusion suit, you know? Because that's the only way those games are connected. What if... Because yeah. Metroid Prime happens a long time before fusion this is this it's it's cool because those games release together and they're chronologically way far apart prime takes place between uh metroid one and two so mm -hmm. the whole prime series does which is really interesting because well and they have to because metro samus actually exterminates all metroids at the end of metroid 2 mm -hmm. so i yep. i feel like there's a lot more games that could be done in that um within that time frame you know, because they keep on having to come up with ways to rebring to bring Metroids back. You know, <laughs> well they didn't. They didn't. She didn't exterminate all of them. The Federation got their hands on some of it because you remember when you're in Sector Zero, not Sector Zero. What is the the research lab where you find the Sayex destroying all of these Metroids? She's not even. It's just the restricted section. It's actually part of the main sector, technically. It's the restricted area that you go in. She's not even focused on you because the ex-parasites know that the Metroids are their natural predators. And so Sayex isn't even focused on you. She's trying to destroy these Metroids. And while she's doing that, you have to get out. And so you're space jumping up this long shaft where these Metroids are floating around. And it's terrifying because yeah. at any second, the you know that the game designers could have totally screwed with the kids that are playing this game and would have been like, oh, she sees you running away. She's going to start chasing you now. And you do this intense, intense chase sequence that's like 30 or 45 seconds long out of the restricted area from the same. Yes. She's wiped out all the Metroids in there. Now she's coming after you because you are her target. She starts tracking you at the end of the game. That's actually interesting, too, because at this point in the game, you're not yet aware that Metroids... What am I trying to say? You're not yet aware that, that there's more than one SAX in the game, but the mm -hmm. SAX that you meet in, in the restricted section is actually one of the other SAX 
that is and it and it actually is destroyed. And then it was I think after that fact where where Adam says that there's no more than ten on board. So there was actually no fewer, eleven. No fewer <laughs> than ten. Huh? No fewer than ten. Yeah. He said no fewer. No he said fewer no more. than ten. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine right. like a sequence where you're trying to run from like ten say? Yes, I would lose my mind. You which, hear that music? Ba 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 ba. Yes, ba ba ba. They're like. That's one of the best parts of the game too, because you know you're taught to uh, to fear the SAX and to run away, but you actually see these the SAX get overwhelmed by Metroids, and that's really interesting. So, and then of course um, follows like the last portion of the game basically the last leg but and and there is one point in the game also where i remember in the i think i think the scariest encounter is probably the one in the tropical sector yes after yep. after you put uh, bring the main reactor online or no after, after you, no before when you're on the way to it on the way you to break it. the vegetation in the upper left hand corner of you're the right room, you roll in and you hear her walking <laughs> I just or played it. this game three times, so you you think I would I would be a little bit more uh, clear on the details. <laughs> I I I think that whole section of the game when you're investigating the tropic sector to clear out that vegetation, because ultimately, what you do is you go down and you clear this giant plant out that's firing your plasma beam at you. It's an X core that's taken some sort of vegetation that is yeah. making its way through the uh, entirety of sector two. And that's why the power goes out. You go down there and you destroy it. You get your plasma beam and you basically restore functionality to that whole section of the, the research station. And in the midst of that, you run from the SAX. You uh, gain your plasma beam. And that's I think that's like right before the end of the game. Because after you get the plasma beam, you've already got the space jump and everything. So um, what's next is Sector Zero, right? With... Uh, Ridley and yeah. you get the I think you get screw attack once you beat Ridley and then you have yeah. yeah once you it's actually it's actually a portion of sex of sector one that was inaccessible before and um and it actually emulates Torian quite a bit be ready hi grandma for the unexpected Metroid Fusion, now on Game Boy Advance. This AX music is the absolute best. <laughs> oh, we need to, we need to, oh, well, my audio track is uh, still on here. Can we keep me coming in here singing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I can still use that because I don't need to record on my end for your bit, so. I actually had to do that a couple times, so it actually we helps could, that you send me the track. We could, like, we could, like, edit in a little Jeopardy thing and a thing that says, Zach went to go get water, and then we come back with me, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh -huh. i don't know i'm I, I might i might just keep this bit in with us explaining that we're gonna do that yes do it please all, right. all of you listening <laughs> fuck you you can't convince us otherwise 
<laughs> Fuck it. This is our podcast. All I right. do I do want to say though, um today's like what, five months that I've been doing collateral gaming with you? Something like that, yeah, dude. It's been a while. I I kinda lost sense of my track of time, to be honest. <laughs> like in, in the pandemic, you know, like I like yeah. I just want to tell everybody listening and Ash how much fun I've been having being a part of this team. It's yes. it's a lot of fun Dude, talking blast about these you. games. And I have an announcement to make. For those of you listening, your boy bought his first PC last night. So yes. I'm going to be transitioning to PC gaming. I am also going to have a much, much cleaner setup for my podcast. My video is not going to go in two frames per second. It'll probably be a nice, crisp 60 or 120. Very, nice. very happy about it. Um, I'm going to start streaming soon on Twitch, and Ash and I can hopefully start getting some Let's Plays going so yes, that sir. those on our Patreon can experience my goofy ass for the first time playing a video game and then me and ash putting our magical super gaming powers together we can create some good stuff but back to metro super Fusion, gaming powers we activate about... <laughs> it's like i'm the sixth power ranger no um we actually are doing a let's play on metroid fusion i i started a let's play on metroid fusion um i've got the first episode recorded i may as well upload it and then uh We'll do. Uh, I'll finish that out. That's that's a it's a it's a pretty short game. So, I think the first thing I'm going to stream is Metroid Prime on the PC because playing Metroid Prime with mouse and keyboard is a lot of fun. Um, I was listening to the Omega Metroid podcast and uh, Dakota Lasky, Dak, played the entire trilogy on his PC, and you can play Metroid Prime in 4K, oh, 120 shit. frames per second on your PC and I am going to do that because I haven't played Prime in a little while and I am very very excited. I can put all of the Metroid games on this computer actually. I'll probably play except for the Nintendo DS and the Wii one. I'm not going to set up all that stuff. Plus I have a DS, so what's the point? Yeah, maybe we'll coincide that with the 35th anniversary of Metroid. Do like a little uh we should do like a Prime Let's Play or or you can, you know, you should you can record any on your time, man. I w- I was I was going to do a live stream of it. Okay. I was going to live stream Prime and probably take it. I was going to do a day-long live stream because it takes me eight and a half hours to 100% Metroid Prime. Yeah. And I can do that in one day with a long live stream to kind of raise awareness and kind of, you know, support our channel because I'll do a live stream for Collateral Gaming. Hey, I'm playing Metroid Prime. If you want to see me play the whole game, stick around. Oh, that's it's awesome. Be a journey. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're going to do it together. But that that's the one thing I wanted to do when I first got my PC was do a day-long stream, introduce myself to the world. You know, I'm excited. Metroid Prime is one of my favorites. If I play Call of Duty, I'll get hopefully some following because I can snipe like it's nobody's business. And if anybody wants to play Apex Legends with me, DM me on Twitter. My name is MrGeo96. So I'll play Apex with me. You know what? Let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do that live stream on Metroid Prime. I'm I'm down for it. Um, I'll I'll hop in, you know, and I'll uh, I'll help you know moderate the chat and whatnot for for maybe not the whole thing if like I have to like go to work or whatever. But we'll set aside a day, you know, like the, I guess we're both off, and I can I can definitely like hop in and um, like while you're streaming and playing, I'll be watching and I'll I'll like moderate the chat or whatever. <laughs> 
it's cool because when you're playing on PC, you can like press shift to go into morph ball and you press and hold B to, or press the space bar to jump. And it's very, very fluid and very connected. Um, the mic and the keyboard, I don't mind talking about this on the fusion episode. We've basically hit all the marks with fusion. There's just a lot of small stuff to talk about. So if you guys are wanting fusion content, it's coming. I promise. This is we're, our we're, first we're getting back to Metroid it. numbered episode. So I expected a huge chunk of this. We would talk about Metroid as a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so Metroid is not the first series I ever played. The first game I ever played, as you guys know, is The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. I've already done playthroughs of that. I'm working on seasons right now with a linked adventure, and that's awesome. But Metroid is something that is very near and dear to my heart because the Prime Trilogy is the episode that I was debuted on this podcast. Yes, sir. And Ash kind of shot the shit for about an hour and a half to two hours on the Prime Trilogy, and it was a great time, and... um it kind of melded my connection to this and it's been a blast ever since. And now I'm kind of moving up, getting a PC and Ash has got his Mac that works beautifully for a 2013 computer. This thing runs great, but I'm I'm looking at, I'm looking at buying one of the newer uh, MacBook models that come out because I'm expecting with their new Silicon computer line, uh, either with the M1 chip or they, they, this may be the introduction of the M2 chip, probably going to release a 16 inch MacBook pro, uh, oh. with the silicon technology. So that's basically what I'm waiting on before I replace my I got computer. I 16-inch for you. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Actually, no, that wouldn't work because the second anything happened, I'd probably die of blood loss. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Does somebody have a 16-inch <laughs> cock out there? If you have a 16-inch cock, probably. DM, DM us. Don't DM your cock, please. No, please no, don't send us no, the picture, but just, no, just let us know. That. Just let us no. know. I want to know. Respect. Mad <laughs> respect. This, this guy... This kid from like a <laughs> hospital somewhere in the country is gonna send us a DM like, "Hey guys, I've my s- name's Theo. I have a twenty inch. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time I see one of the nurses, I almost die and I code." <laughs> <laughs> Zach's like, it's "No, terrible. go to horny jail. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> Pass go. Collect two hundred. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back to Back it. Back to All fusion. Right, so." What is your favorite moment in the entire game? Like story, story focused. What is your favorite moment in the entire game? Whether it's funny, intense, holy shit that just happened, or like a collectible. I, I feel like you asked me this in part one, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and did think I? about it again. I don't know. Did I? <laughs> did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? No, fuck it. I've got more time to think about it. So let me think. Hey, watch your mouth. This is a family-friendly fucking podcast, bro. I need you to calm down. This is not language. a family-friendly podcast. I have it <laughs> marked explicit on uh, on, on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Which you, you probably should. You know, that's probably the way to go. Well, yeah, language, oh. drug use. <laughs> <laughs> We're a rated M for mature yeah. audience. Oh, fuck it. This is not for kids. If you're a kid and you're listening <laughs> no, to this, not. I mean, you're a fucking cool kid. Don't get me wrong, but... Um, but you should stop and, well, you know, talk to your parents. Be like, Mom, Dad, can I listen to this? Exactly. And if they hit their blunt and they're like, yeah, son, go for it. Then you're good. Then go for it. But if they're like, no, no, these guys are dirty. They say mean things and they talk about puffing the cush. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a bad influence. <laughs> we are. We are. And you know what? It's fun. I want to tell you something that I've been playing recently that I've been you know, just going all out on. Yeah. I've been playing a ton of Mirror's Edge. Oh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. is awesome. Oh, Cat- it's so much Yeah, fun. you sent me a video. Um, I, I, I had the chance to play Catalyst somewhat recently when we did our, our bonus round on it. 
when we, when we did the the bonus round game recommendations, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is nothing quite like running through the city of glass. But we're not talking about that. It's just it's a fun little segue into our next point. Oh. I don't think I ever talked about my favorite moment in this game. Okay. I, Go you for may it. have done it in episode one, but I don't think I ever did. Okay. What's your favorite moment? What's my <laughs> Okay, um my one of my I have two moments that really, really stick out to me in this game. The first time is the first time you access the main elevator and Samus goes down the elevator, but the camera does not follow her. Um, there's a massive explosion at the top of the elevator on the left side, and you just see Samus walk through this hole. But it's not Samus. It's the Sayax. She does a screw attack slash space jump oh, over the little yeah. gap, stops, and looks at the camera. And if you look at my picture, yeah, that's the face she's making. This That's and scary that, as fuck. And you have no idea. You've terrifying. never heard about the Sax yet. That's your first glimpse. Nope. You're like, what the fuck? You know, because because it's interesting. Because I love how how the image doesn't pan down with the elevator like you're used to. It just stays, and you're like, what? And then you see Samus, and they actually copied the screw attack effect from Super Metroid. The screw attack effect used in used in this game later in Fusion that you get from Ridley X actually has yeah. a different effect. Yeah, you just it doesn't outright just eliminate everything it does it does kill a lot of stuff in one shot but it does it does damage to certain types of enemies and doesn't kill them. well i was just talking about visually so, you know you get the green screw oh. attack in that cutscene. the screw attack in this game i think is yellow it's it's it looks it's like a yellowish purple yeah it looks different it's like an lsu tiger screw attack <laughs> <laughs> um i mean no uh with the screw attack in this game it does uh it does kill most enemies but i think there are some tougher enemies that it won't get in one mm-hmm. hit uh same thing another m so i actually appreciate that a little bit more because once you get the screw attack usually in a metro game it's like oh shit you're overpowered like you none of the enemies can can stand up to you and that's a cool feeling of power but it would also be nice to still have a little bit of difficulty um Besides just the boss battles. But that is one of the turning points, right? Whenever you get the screw attack in a Metroid game, uh, it's generally towards the end of the game. And generally, it is, you know, it it's where the game turns around. And I'm talking about the not the non-prime Metroid games, so to speak. Because the screw attack works very differently in the prime games. And so does the space jump. But, um... Kitty! Yeah, I brought my cat. Guys, for those of you watching this, this is Iris. This is my baby. She came in here screaming at me, and Daddy has to be nice. So, so tell your, don't mess with my mic. Tell your friends that she saw pussy on Collateral Gaming. All right, Iris, go away. Dude, <laughs> we're taking that. We're taking that away. We're we're gonna take that element out so that that does not need to be said. <laughs> Come here, girl. What are you doing? All right, but yeah, no. Um. Uh, I lost my train of thought because of my cat, but it's okay. Um, my other favorite moment in this game is when you access the restricted area and it detaches, killing that first Sayex. And the computer, the first words out of the computer's mouth is, you shouldn't have done that, Samus. Yes. And in that moment, that's when you fully realize that there's something deeper happening and you're following a computer system that's corrupt and it's a uh well the computer system itself isn't corrupt it's just following orders of a corrupt federation yeah but eventually because this computer has the conscious of adam consciousness of adam it becomes sentient and helps samus get out 
and that's your partner at the end of the game. It's just you and Adam and some animals against the entire Galactic Federation. Yes. Because at the end of this game, you are rogue. And Samus is one of the most badass characters ever because she has saved the galaxy multiple times over. She has literally flattened enemies beneath her boot and beneath her beam cannon for years. And so now that she's a rogue on the run from the Federation with Adam and these animals, I am very excited to see them continue this story because... I have a feeling like if they make a 3D game out of this, it's going to start with an in-space fight. Yeah. You're going to have to control her ship and fight off some of the Federation. Then you're going to land on a planet, and the game is truly going to begin. And I cannot wait, because you know how uh, they completely scrapped Metroid Prime 4. They were like, they were not happy. Nintendo was not happy with the way that Yeah, and they're starting development. And they got Retro Studios involved now. Which was it should have been that way from the beginning. Right? I was the like... original Prime Trilo <laughs> Prime Trilogy. The original Prime Trilogy was made by Retro Studios. Yeah, I think Bandai Namco was in charge. I was like, what? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and if that's the case, then I'm really glad that they got dissed, dissed because they make some really shitty games. <laughs> they make some good games, but they make some shitty ones too. They're kinda like Ubisoft in that they're very corporatized. Yes, but Ubisoft did a really, really, really good job with the Rayman series. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Rayman 2, The Great Escape, on one of my game recommendations. Yeah. that I love that game. Back when they were Ubisoft. Instead of Ubi Hard. Ubi Hard. That would be the worst company name. Ubi Hard. No, me be hard. You be hard. No, but I guess my favorite moment in Metroid Fusion, all right? Let me think. I think that it would have to be the, the 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 final encounter with the SAX before the boss battle, the one in the in the in sector two, when you're about to turn off the main reactor, just because you get so thrown not when you're actually fighting her, but when yeah yeah, but it's the first encounter where you're forced to confront her, and it, it I remember yep. that part in the game was not only terrifying for me, it was hard. It was legitimately hard. Mm. Like I knew, you know, it was and basically the game just throws you in right in front of the SAX, you are probably going to die the first time. I mean, there's I don't know of anyone that would just, the first time they drop down, and like you said, you almost know that it's coming, but you don't expect to be dropped right in front of the SAX and then to suddenly have to mm -hmm. freeze her, jump over her. You have to have a game plan. It takes a few tries. It's trial and error, trial and error. Which would suck if they implemented permade permadeath into this game. Because if you, let's say you're ballsy, and the first time you play this game, you put it on permadeath. You're probably going to restart from the beginning of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the SAX, the SAX is like, I used to call her the SAX, not the SAX. But um, uh, the SAX is literally you at full power. Yes. You cannot contend with it. You can barely contend with it when you face it at the end of the game. Like, when you damage it, it it's really cool because in those screw attack moments, you kind of mirror her because when you go to screw attack her she immediately comes back and you clash and you damage each other and you damage her a little bit but she takes like three energy tanks from you yeah when she hits you with that screw attack and it's ridiculous i learned the easiest but, way in that boss battle was to just stand on the ground and just it's just charge shot you know screw attack to avoid getting hit <laughs> charge shot yeah. you know and then and then you have to fight the monster that it turns into and that part's easy that part's easy it's just a few charge that, shots it, Yep, and then it collapses, the X-Core comes out, but you can't capture it, it escapes. That is the only X-Core that will not let you absorb it immediately. But it's good that that happens because, well, I guess it's good that that happens because 
if you had absorbed it right then, you would have been at full power and just laid waste to the Omega Metroid. But it kind of adds an element of taking the villain and making it the hero at the very end. Because when you're fighting the Omega Metroid trying to get out, the propulsion sequence has been activated, the ship is headed towards SR-388, it's done. Like, you've got to get out of there. You've got three minutes, and by the time you get down to the Omega Metroid, you've got at most two, because it takes like a minute to get down there. Yeah. You take one hit, you're on your knees. You're you're done. You're done. And the SAX flies in, forms, and saves your life. Gets hit once. Gets hit once. One time. And allows you to allows you to absorb it so you can defeat the Omega Metroid. Because the Metroids are the natural born predator of the X Parasite. Yes. And the X was willing to sacrifice itself. To save its species. Yeah, and remember this, the the X have a, a hierarchy here, right? The X are willing to throw away their lives to stop Samus for the survival of the species on the planet, okay? Mm-hmm. At the same time, the X on... Uh, the, but the X are still willing to save Samus, who it considers a, an, a threat to the greater existence of its species, or... The existence of the greater species, the greater, you know, population, I should say. It considers the Metroids an even higher threat than that. Because, mm-hmm. like... It's like... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's a kind, if you think about it, the X-Parasites are a lot like humans in where there's a hierarchy because a father of two children will happily give his life to save his children. Right. But... Let's say there's an extinction-level event happening, right? Um, That same father will work with the entirety of the human race to try to help save human beings. It's not just about his kids anymore. It's about everybody. And the ex-parasites are the same way. They will go to extravagant lengths to protect their species, but when it comes down to it and they know that there's almost no chance of survival, they will do the one thing that they can to try to save it. To try to savor it. And I really like that because Nintendo did a good job of making ex-parasites non-sentient creatures that resemble humans because of the hierarchy on their survival choices. And I think that that is incredible. That is another reason why Metroid Fusion is probably the best Metroid title. Because it adds a level of depth to the story that you don't get from these isolated adventures. Yes, it's awesome to be able to hit Talon 4 as Samus and just explore by yourself, killing all these creatures. But you don't get that sense of enemies banding together you know you just lay waste to all of these creatures up until you get to metroid prime and then that starts the whole trilogy because metroid prime takes your fusion phase on suit yada 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 boom bang bum you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah it's 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 really cool to think about and there's so much depth in fusion it will probably be my favorite Metroid game. I'm working on Samus Returns right now and I gotta be honest I'm not having the best time. It's a fun Metroid game but it's repetitive, and I am, at this point, ready to finish it. It's... And I don't think I'll play it again. It, at its core, is still a remake of Metroid 2, and it feels very much like Metroid 2. So, Metroid 2 is just a very different style from other games in the series. It was just such an oddity on the Game Boy. And and Samus Returns does make it feel a little bit more like the other Metroid games do, and bring in some of the things from the core series that are... You know that are staples now, but it, it, at its core, I mean the, the 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 way that the game plays is is very. It's another more linear adventure, I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, 
I was going to bring up too that because uh, you were saying Metroid Fusion is, I mean, definitely one of the best games in the franchise. It's one of my favorites. It's the very first one. Uh, no, the very first one that I played was Prime, but Fusion I think was right after. Uh, and it and it actually did get. Uh, it was critically acclaimed. It, uh, I think it was overshadowed quite a bit by the release of Prime. But at the same time, I mean, what uh, what attention it did get uh, was was well received. Yeah, of course. And I mean, you can't really say that anything else was going to happen. I mean, this these are two completely different styles of the same series. You yeah. know, you've got Metroid Prime, which is the first not open world, but first linear 3D Metroid game that was probably one of the best games of its time, if not still is today. Game Informer gave it a it makes... 10 out of 10. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine why it wouldn't. For the GameCube and the level of power that it had, that game is incredible. For the Game Boy Advance, you mean? Oh, I thought you were talking about Prime. I thought I was talking about Prime. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Fusion. Well, guys, it's official. I suck <laughs> and can't pay attention. Prime is considered to be the kind of the Ocarina of Time of the series along with Super Metroid. I yep. know I've made that point before. But Fusion is kind Metroid of this... Metroid Prime is better than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, you think so? I know. So. All right, that, that's a hot take. I, I probably just, I probably just defended a lot of people, but I will play. I played Ocarina of Time twice, all the way through. Once in the normal version, once in the 3D version. I have played Metroid Prime at least twenty times. Now I know that. Let's say if I was talking to Andy from Zelda Dungeon, he would call me crazy. He loves Metroid Prime, but he's played Ocarina of Time like thirty times. Yeah. I don't like that game that much. I don't enjoy Ocarina of Time L- listen, as much as a lot listen of Listen to this do. Chad just like talking about Andy Spatiri just casually. I'm sorry. He's like he's like hey. he's like hey man, uh, yeah, Andy would 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 like this, you know. <laughs> oh, he's a cool dude. I'm not trying to flex at all. I'm just saying like after talking No, what an absolute Chad, stuff, man. It's, it's pretty <laughs> Yeah, all I'm missing is a beer and a koozie. Uh. <laughs> but um no, uh yeah, I, I think that Fusion and Prime are the two best games in the series, hands down. Yeah. I like Metroid Prime 2 and Metroid Prime 3, but they don't even come close to Fusion. So, in my opinion, with the way I enjoyed the game, which is another hot take, because there are people that think Prime 2 is better than Prime 1. I think those people are batshit crazy. Hey, but it's hey, okay. Listen, listen, listen to who you're talking to. You know I enjoy Prime 2. <laughs> I love you, Ash. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Watch your Wait, fucking mouth. Wait, do you enjoy Prime 2 more than Prime 1? It's hard to say. I think my, I think my conclusion at the end of our Metroid Fusion, or yeah, our Metroid Prime trilogy episode was that I like different things about each one, but... You know, as far as my favorite game yeah. in the series, in the Prime subseries, Prime 2 just, I don't know why I like it so much. It, there's something about well, Prime it. 2, Prime 2 feels linear and is linear. Prime 1 feels, is linear, but does not feel linear. I would love to see, because I love that Prime 2, oh, we're going off on a tangent, but fuck it. It's okay. We're doing, we've got like five minutes until we've been recording for about an hour. Yeah. Who cares? But you've got like 40 minutes until you've got to work. So we got time to talk. We got time to talk. And these guys got time to listen because they started it. And if you close out now, you're a bitch because it's been like 55 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the structure of Prime more, but I like I like the fact that Prime 2 introduces new items more than... And, and Fusion. Yeah. Fusion introduces a couple new items as well. But it it's, again, it's kind of the same, the same beat where Samus is getting regaining most of her same items that are staples in every metroid game you know there's the the morph ball the missiles the super missiles the bombs the power bombs 
the space yeah. jump and the screw attack. I mean, those are those are your staples. Now, Fusion also adds the diffusion missiles. Those are new. And uh, what was the other new item that they introduced? Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it new, but Metroid Prime's wave beam was new. Metroid Prime's wave beam wasn't a beam that was designed to pass through objects. It was a beam designed to electronically power things. They did do things and, with the plasma uh, beam, too. The plasma beam, instead of uh, slicing through enemy, piercing it through enemies, uh, was turned into more of like a heat wave, burning enemies kind of thing. It was like a volcanic weapon, yeah. And I, I really liked what they did with that. But what I hate about Metroid Prime 2 is the ammo system. I hate that my beam usage is limited. I can't stand it. I just don't like it. I want to be able to just shoot willy-nilly whenever I want, however I want. And Prime 3 brings back beam stacking, which I've always hated. But, but I just, what about Infusion, though? Infusion does beam stacking. But I... Yeah, but it's a 2D side-scrolling Metroid. It's it, That's different. You don't really have the options to cycle through quickly and be safe about it. With Prime 3, they took hyper mode and used that as, a, as an excuse to like limit the, limit the amount of abilities you have. Because while they did introduce a lot of new stuff, I would rather use power bombs than have my ship come in and use a missile barrage to destroy my target. Yeah. I would rather have full control over everything I'm doing. If I like the way the plasma beam fires better than the Nova beam, I want to be able to go back to it and incinerate enemies. You know, I always forget that you can use the ship. The ship feels like a thing that you use for a very few specific moments in the game. It doesn't feel like an ability that you have access to. But evidently, I didn't even know that you can just call it in just about any open environment and use it like a power bomb. <laughs> yep, you can. And also, I did not like traveling to the different posts to upgrade my ship. I didn't like taking huge chunks of time out of the game to upgrade my ship when my ship wasn't what's keeping me alive. My ship is there to get me from A to B, and that's it. And everything that happens in the game is because me and my arm cannon did it, <laughs> not, not because my ship came in and did it. I, I do like the uh, the fact that you can access multiple planets. That's something I would love to see in a future Metroid game. Yeah, they would just need to they would need to open it up a little bit more yeah. if they were going to do that because you only have specific areas. Imagine an open world Metroid, like a Breath of the Wild style Metroid. Oh, but... dude, no, I I can't even. You're 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 blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm, dude, they're they got to do it. They're making an open world Pokemon. They're making they made Breath of the Wild, which is one of the greatest games of all time. I will say it forever and always. Fuck anybody who disagrees. I love you. I'm just kidding. And if they did that with Metroid Prime or a Metroid game, like imagine, imagine. Oh. Metroid, uh, like Birth of a Galaxy or something like that. And you have to like there, you. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know how they would incorporate Metroids because they do it in almost every single Metroid game. Every single Metroid game, there's a Metroid of some kind that you have to face at some point. Even with Fusion, you don't fight Metroids at all throughout the game until the very end. The final boss is the Omega Metroid. Yeah, Metroids are surprisingly rare in Metroid games. <laughs> you don't face them until the end of Metroid 1. Now, Metroid 2 is the only game that, and, and, and it's remake, Samus Returns is the only game that extensively has you fight Metroids throughout the game, but every other game, it doesn't tend to happen. And Well, after Su Metroid 2, it's the Metroids are extinct, and this is just, you know, the last few... Yep. You know, this is this mm -hmm. is some this is the last Metroid, or these are Metroids that the Galactic Federation created, or... <laughs> Yep. 
And like in Prime, you meet the first Metroid in the research facility. In Prime 2, the first time you explore all the way through the Aegon Waste, you run into the the red Talon 4 Metroids, which I'm not sure why the color is different, but they just kind of went with it. And then in Prime 3, you don't see a Metroid until you get the Seeker missiles. Yeah. Once you get the Seeker missiles, all of those Metroids that are able to phase, which those suck, by the way. Those Metroids suck. Then that's when you fight them. And in Zero Mission, you don't face a Metroid until you get down to Torian. Yeah. So it's just... it. But once... What I like about Fusion is that you don't have to deal with them. You don't have to fight them. It adds a completely different element. And all of the sectors, which they tried to copy this with Metroid Other M, and they failed miserably at it, With I like the sectors and how they provide a different environment like yeah. there's sector one which is basically your sr388 base ground sector you have sector two which is your tropical sector you have sector three which is the heat based or pyre sector i guess is what it's called sector four is your tropical sector the aquatic region which i will we haven't talked about this but the electricity gimmick in the aquatic sector in fusion i really like that it's cool it makes you afraid to get in the water it adds an additional element it's basically like having lava mm -hmm. underneath you and you never actually turn those or broken acid. electric nodes off. You just lower the level of water. And those power cords are still a factor. If you touch them, you'll take massive damage. If you touch those power cords on the floor in Sector 4, you'll lose like four or five energy tanks. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it almost kills you. But we are coming up at about an hour here. Um, there's really there's a lot more that we could say, but we don't really have much time for it. Well, I was going to want to go over maybe a little bit of uh some of the awards that uh, fusion had had received actually some of the what? some of the awards that that fusion had received oh yeah heck yeah i didn't even think about that look at me go imposter over here yeah it actually won uh handheld game of the year at the 2002 interactive <laughs> achievement awards uh ign's best game boy advance adventure game that's very specific uh, GameSpot's best action game on Game Boy Advance, and also named it the handheld's best game of November 2002. Yep. Um, runner nice. up for GameSpot's annual best sound, best graphics, best story, and overall game of the year among Game Boy Advance games. So, yeah. Um, and like I said before, I mean, it, it got a 10 out of 10 in Nintendo Power, uh, or not Nintendo Power, ugh, in Game Informer. Um, Nintendo Power gave it a five five stars. Uh, nice. It mainly of getting course like Nintendo Power gave it five stars. It's a Nintendo yeah. game. Yeah. Would... <laughs> well, Game Informer gave it a ten out of ten. That that's surprising to me. This is just a very very tight game, and it really yeah. is. And I think, I think if they were ever to do like a remake or a reimagining of this game, that they would really have to knock it out of the park because for this game to take the acclamation that it did when it first came out, that's incredible. And I will say, uh, I'm excited. I've got a copy of Metroid Fusion on its way to my house. My dad can't really play the Game Boy Advance that I got him for Christmas. The screen's a little bit too small. So I'm going to buy it from him, and I am going to play Fusion and Zero Mission the way they were meant to be played. And I'm very, very excited. Nice. Because Fusion's one of my favorite games of all time. I love it. It's terrifying. Metroid Fusion was my introduction to the series. And I it took me months to beat it the first time, but after that, I was hooked. Did I ever tell you that the first time I played Metroid Prime, I hated it? No. I despised it because Metroid for me was a 2D side-scrolling adventure and this 3D Metroid was new and it's something I didn't, 
like or appreciate. So I got like halfway through the Space Pirate Frigate. I saved it, and I was like, I'm not playing this again. This is lame. Really? And then I came back three years later, and I was like, you know what? Let me try this again. I made it to Talon 4, realized how beautiful the game was, and I just did it. Yeah. And I played all the way through, and I was so angry at myself for putting the game down. And <laughs> now I'm just a fan of Metroid through and through, and Fusion will always be one of my favorites because it kind of set the tone for The rest for is me. history. The rest is history, and we will continue to dive through history as as Nintendo continues to ignore that this is also the 35th anniversary of the Metroid series. It's not just the 35th anniversary of Zelda. While I love Zelda more than anything, and I'm very excited for Skyward Sword HD, I want Metroid Prime HD. Yeah. I want Fusion Remastered. I'm telling you. I want I'm, Samus Returns. I'm telling you. Just kidding. That's already happening. They really need to do, they really need to celebrate the anniversary, and at the perfect time, do Prime Trilogy HD and, and do it, and so... Uh, giving us a tease of the controls that we'll see in Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. It's the perfect time to do it. it it'll, it'll hold off until that game comes out. And also, we're going to announce something that we're going to be working on, I think. Oh, yeah, man. You want to tell them or do you want me to tell them? Um, go for it, bro. All right. So Ash came up with this magical idea to do our own rendition of a Metroid Fusion remake. So this is a fan which, remake. Yeah. Yes, it is. It'll be a lot like AM2R, except um, Fusion. probably, I don't know, It'll tr I'll, we'll try to make it as good, if not better, because AM2R is spectacular. I highly recommend it. I'll probably play it when my computer comes in this week. Yeah. Yee -yee. But, um, but yeah, we're going to try to tackle a remake of Fusion in our own imagining, and it's really exciting. I don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but we're going to get there, and we're going to do it, and between... Ash's experiences with Metroid and my experiences with Metroid, I think we can create a pretty badass reimagining. Yeah. It's just the sprite work, all the detail that's going to go into it, it's going to be a fairly long project, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, so we're, we're going to start with trying to grab some assets from some other games and maybe release just something, some kind of an alpha or a beta phase. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a 100% uh, nonprofit fan remake. I understand that it will probably get a cease and desist from Nintendo if it gains any kind of attention. That's okay. Um, we just kind of want to throw it out there and, and, and you know, let it go. And if Nintendo wants to remake Metroid Fusion on their own as a result, then I will consider that a win. <laughs> amen. 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 I mean, if anything, they could just see the progress we're making and hire us. You know, that would be fantastic. I just want to work at Nintendo. And but that's fine. It's never going to happen. Thanks, Nintendo. I've always wanted to be a game dev. You know, that's always been my dream. And my, my eventual plan was to spin out of the podcast since I built up an audience and start my career as an indie game dev. But this is kind of dipping our toes in the water. There's no money to be made here. But it, I think it gets, it gets our names out there. Oh, yeah. And as, as much fun as that's going to be, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of heart. But we've got it. And eventually, you know, hopefully all of this will take off. Um, it's been a wild ride being friends with Ash, and I love it because <laughs> he's my homie. He checks in on me. And now we have a lot of adventures to do and a lot of adventures to talk about. So, But I think that about does it for part two of our Metroid Fusion episode. We've got a lot of fresh content coming your way. Ash, you want to tell them a little bit about what's on the way? All right. Well, in conjunction with Collateral Cinema and celebrating the release of the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie coming out this April, 
uh, we which is next month. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a Mortal Kombat 11 crossover special, um, and then we're also gonna be talking about the movies, uh, the movie, uh, doing at the movies episode with Collateral Cinema on the, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Earlier this season, we actually did a, uh, and originally it was planned to be a part of this as well when the when the movie was announced was gonna come out in January. Uh, we did a Mortal Kombat review of the, of the original movie, which was kind of a collaboration. Bo and I were on that episode. Uh, so we're going to do another Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming collaboration with that. And then we are also going to be releasing our 420 special. Uh, we're going to be talking about Minecraft. Minecraft. So you're telling me we're going to get creative. We're going to get creative. We're going to get... Or we're going to survive. We're going to survive. <laughs> And we're and we're and, oh, and we're maybe possibly may even be hardcore. I like it. 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 But yeah, man, uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming in. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to us. It's always a blast doing the only video game podcast that matters with the only homie that matters. Hey. Um, but for now, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on any platform: Spotify, Apple Podcast. You know, wherever you get your podcast, we are also on YouTube. If you would like, give us a give us some love. You know, join our Patreon. We've got good content that we've got coming out. And since I've got my PC coming, me and Ash are going to start flooding good shit your Hell way. Yeah. We are so excited. But for now, uh, this has been Collateral Gaming, part two of our Metroid Fusion discussion. I am Zachary Gio. I'm Ashley Chancellor. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out. out.
Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.